All right, welcome everybody to the Preacher's Perspective with Pastor Warren Joyce here in Moorhead, Minnesota. Um, today, I want to talk about something uh, that we all have dealt with, and uh, maybe some are dealing with a little bit uh, more, um, or with uh, they want to have some more understanding on this, and so maybe we can we can help you today. Uh, I'm going to be reading an excerpt from a book that I'm currently working on and almost got finished. It's called Recognizing the Call. And that's really what I want to deal with today, recognizing the call of God in our life. Um, and one uh, excerpt here, is, this is from chapter one, uh, titled, Hello, This is God. And uh, on the subject of understanding the difference between God's voice and mine. One question many people have asked is, how can I tell the difference between God's voice and my own? This is a valid and important question. It is something that anyone with a call from God has had to determine. If we want to be led by God, it is of the utmost importance that we learn the way God speaks to us and recognize the sound of his voice when he speaks. An inability to differentiate between the voice of God and our own will cause us to make mistakes in where we go and what we do. The Bible tells us in Psalms 37 and verse 23, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. But finding this ordered way can be a difficult undertaking if we do not recognize God's voice. And that's uh, what I want to talk about today is, is that undertaking of, of, of finding and recognizing God's voice when there are so many voices out there. And there's so many people, so many things talking to us constantly. It's an onslaught of noise and an onslaught of attack that that um, they can come against our mind. It can come against uh, who we are, the way we think we are, who we should be, and what we identify with. That seems to be a, a term today that is very popular is how we identify, how people identify, and, and even how uh, many are now... Uh, I quote unquote identifying as things other than what God created them to be. And then the, the great um, misunderstanding his image, according to the word of God, he created us in his likeness to, to be like him. Now what separated us from that likeness and from him is sin. Sin has separated us and keeps us away from him. So as long as we are bound to sin or slaves to sin, then we are not like God. And that's the, the key difference there. If we are going to be like God, then we must separate from sin. And biblically, biblically, there's only one way that we can do that. And that is to repent, to repent of those sins and then to change, to turn around, to be different, to not continue in that sin. And, and biblically, again, there's only one thing that we can do to give us power to, to, to be able to turn from sin, and that's to be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. And once we receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, then we have the ability, we have the power to overcome sin in our life. Otherwise, we are bound, we are determined and bound to continue a sinful life not able to, to overcome just the, the bare minimum of sin that this we all, that everyone is born into, that none of us have a choice about. They all, we all are born into sin. We all um, have that sinful nature 
that, that comes with being a human because of the original fall of Adam and Eve. And then uh, in today's society, especially, the, the fight is on to identify with something. And, and people are even blaming God for where they are. But like I said, we can't be like God and be what God created us to be as long as we have sin in our life. God has created us to be like him. But as long as we allow sin to reign in us, we will struggle to hear God's voice. We will struggle to hear what he's saying to us. We'll struggle to hear him clearly and we'll struggle to fulfill the purpose that he has for us. God has a purpose and a plan for every single human being on this planet. Whether or not they fulfill that purpose and plan is entirely up to them and whether or not they turn towards God or they turn away from God. And when we live a sinful life, we are choosing to turn away from God. That's the, uh, the very blunt, straightforward way to put it. There's no other way around it. If we live in sin, we are choosing to not follow after God. God did not save us in our sin. He saved us from our sin. And that's a big difference. God speaks to everyone a little bit differently. He so finding God's voice and God's will after we have lived or living a repented life, that's first and foremost, living a repented life is a necessity. If we are trying to follow after the will of God and have not repented of sin and have not turned away from this world, then we are going to be living a very frustrated um, and misled life. We are not going to be satisfied. We're not going to be fulfilled. So first and foremost, we must repent. We must turn from this world. And, and I, I know that today, if you're listening to this, then, then you more than likely have repented. And if you haven't, then here's your opportunity. Go ahead and repent. And that means to turn around, stop sinning, to stop your actions and follow after God. So just do an about face, 180 degree turn and go the other way. Follow after God, not after yourself. So for for anyway, if if you have lived or if you're living a repented life, great, you're 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 on the right track. And God speaks to every one of us a little bit differently, as far as in our own mind. Now we all should have a um, we all should have authority in our life. We all should have um, leadership. We should be following after the leadership of the church. We should be following after biblical leadership, and we should make sure that they align with one another. Uh, so we, we need to have uh, leadership in our life that's from the Word of God, that, that gives us the Word of God as it says and, 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 and teaches what it says. It teaches the principles of the Word of God. And if we have those things in our life, great. Now, one thing that, that we must understand is, is God's voice does not operate separate and apart from the, the voice of, of, of His church, of His bride, of, of, the, of the whole uh, of, of uh, the whole as a as a conglomerate, if you will, um, God doesn't he doesn't operate separate from that. So he operates in that. He uses the confines of the things that the principles and the the things that and the rules and the, the laws that he has put into place to operate, so that we can have something to go by, or we can have some sort of understanding of how he's going to move and how he's going to operate. So, so what I'm saying is 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 God doesn't just arbitrarily do things that are out, out of line, and he doesn't just arbitrarily use individuals that would be out of line from his word. So he doesn't take things and just randomly do things that would not go in line with what he has already established in his word. And um, we see that 
Um, I know we've all probably seen people that um, have a title that they've attached to their name. I'm apostle this, I'm prophet that, I'm evangelist so-and-so. And, and maybe maybe they've given themselves that name or maybe somebody else has given them that name. But we see that they do not uh, submit themselves to any type of authority whatsoever in, in the 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 means of the church in inside the body of Christ and I was even approached by a young man not too long ago that told me that I asked him you know where what part what church he was a part of and and uh, it's important to be a part of a church and excuse me and then he uh, he told me well well I'm not really part of any church I just go around doing God's will you know and I just and I said oh you're doing God's will huh just out on your own you know kind of just by yourself doing God's will, that must really be something because that's not what we see in the Word of God. We never see where we have individuals going off on their own outside of, of the body, doing something on their own and being a part of God's will at the same time. God's will, uh, as far as the church, when the church was established in the New Testament, you see that they were working together in oneness of mind, oneness of spirit, not not going after individual ideas and ideology, not not concerned with, quote-unquote, my ministry, but they were concerned with the ministry, the service of the church. And that's the difference, is we must be concerned with with God's church. With It's, it's God's church. It's not my church. It's not your church. It's not anybody's church. It's God's church. Um, so it's not my ministry. It's the ministry. It's the ministry, the service of, of, of one another. It is serving one another for the needs of the body, of the needs of the church, the needs of this world. So we, we have something bigger than just us. There's, there's no room for a man or a woman of God to have their own ministry because it's not about their ministry. It's not about individualistic ideas and individuality. It's about, it's about uh, furthering the kingdom of God. It's about furthering his name, not furthering our name. It's not about making us big, but it's about making him big. So it's important that we understand this, this one fundamental um, part of, of, of having a walk in relationship with God and being called into the ministry is that we are called to his purpose, not to our purpose. And that's the biggest difference is when when people get it sideways and side and, and get off track there, then it becomes about my ministry. It becomes about me and what's fulfilling in me and how am I going to be used and how uh, how come I'm not preaching or how come I'm not teaching or how come, you know, uh, they have more opportunity than I have. And so on. Anyway, I'm sure we've all heard those things. And one thing to be wary of. And one thing that gets us off track is by listening to the wrong voices in our life, but not having the right accountability, not having the right um, voice that's directing us, that's guiding us, that's leading us. Um, and if it's not God's voice, and if it's our voice, or if it's another person's voice that's not that's, that, that doesn't believe this way, that doesn't understand the Word of God, that doesn't understand the things of God, then we're listening to the wrong thing. We should, we should have a relationship with God that we can hear his voice and we can have it confirmed by his written word. And then it's also confirmed with the spoken word that's preached 
in our local assembly that we're going to, that we're, we're a part of. And if those things are not in line with each other, then we need to check it. We need to figure out what's going on here. We need to, we need to take a step back and make sure that we're listening to the right thing. Make sure that we're hearing the right voice. Um, God's going to speak to each one of us just a little bit different, but finding out how he speaks to us individually can sometimes be difficult. Um, and unfortunately for us, God doesn't just dial up our cell phone and give us a call and say, hey, look, this is God. I just want to you know, tell you how I'm going to be talking to you. And if you just listen this way, then you'll forever be you know, okay. But what he does is he expects us to silence the extra, to silence the noise that's around us, all of the extra things that cause the distraction. The only way we're going to hear God's voice clearly is when we silence the other things, is when we put the other things down, when we put the other distractions down, when we put the distractions of family, put the distraction of, of finance, put the distraction of, of our future, put the distraction of things around us, put the distraction of, the, of our past, put the distraction of our friends, or even put the distraction of our enemies down. We put all of these things down. And we just say, okay, God, I'm just going to trust you. And then, then God's voice becomes very clear and very apparent. And we can hear him. We can hear him and we can hear where he wants us to go and what he wants us to do and what we should be looking for and, and so on. And we can hear God's voice more clearly than any other time is when we finally are able to silence the things around us. As long as we allow noise to distract us, then we're not going to be fulfilling God's will the way that we should be. I know, um, especially in myself and, and many that you talk to in any um, man or woman of God, it's always about finding God's will. Maybe it's a question that, that many have, but, but what we should be more focused on is finding God's voice, is finding what he's saying. Because we have is his will, per se, in his word. We know it's God's will that, that everybody would come to repentance. We know that it, so it's not God's will that people should perish, but they come to repentance. So we know that it is his will for people to come to repentance. So we understand that. We understand that it is God's will that, that people would repent. And it is God's will that that we would, would seek him first in, the, in his righteousness, in his kingdom. And it is God's will that we would die to ourselves. And it is God's will that we would, would not be selfish, but that we would be selfless. So we, we understand these, these things. So seeking after God's will, his, um, this, this, this mystic or mystical thing that, that we have that seems to be off in the distance so often and, and so hard to obtain is really not what we should be looking for. What we should be looking for is his voice. It's what's he saying? Where's he saying to go? What's he saying to do? How is he saying to operate? You know, and because we have God's will, we know what it is and that's to seek and save that which is lost. It's to go after the lost. So the question then becomes, how is that accomplished? And then how is it accomplished in our individual lives? How is it accomplished through us? How do we fit into that purpose? And that can only be found by listening to God's voice, listening to him speak. Because there are things in us that must change to be in the perfect will of God. There are things in us that must be altered. 
there are things in us that that he has to work on. Otherwise, we don't fit into that world. We, we can't hear his voice, and we're not going to fulfill his purpose that he has for us. So it's important as, as children of God, especially uh, anybody that would be called um, to apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, a teacher, and to be used in any kind of a, a, a service um, of, to the church is, is that we would hear God's voice more clearly that we would make ourselves available to him to be used is when our lives are too loud, God's voice can't be heard. Um, I read this, this um, statement the other day and I can't give the guy credit because I don't remember uh, who it was that wrote it, but uh, it was a, a preacher, a preacher of some non-denominational church. I'm not sure, but uh, he really likes nice suits, very colorful and just kind of, um, some maybe wouldn't wear them because they might be too uh, out there for them. But anyway, a very colorful, very bright, um, very vibrant uh, dressing uh, young man. And and he had wore this really cool suit that he uh, took to church and he was going to preach. And, and somebody came up to him and said, uh, oh, Pastor, that's, that's such a cool suit, man. You're looking, looking nice today. And then really just kept giving him compliments over his, over his suit. And then, and then he got an immediate check. From that, and he's like, "Well, I'm not probably not going to wear this suit ever again, not to preach, because I'm bringing attention to myself and not to God." And that's really what in that that example there. That's what we do too often: is we are making our lives too loud. Our our we're too loud, and and neither we can hear God nor the people that we're supposed to be serving can hear God because all they can hear is us. All they can hear is what we're doing, all they can hear is what we're accomplishing. So, and how does that happen? Well, how it happens is, is we replace, um, we, we replace praying for God's voice to calling someone and getting their advice. We replace um, hearing and, and understanding God with, um, and, and reading his word. We replace the study and the, the reading of God's word with just, um, the, the cliff notes, if you will, of what's having someone else explain it to us, but not seeking it out for our own. And so we, we keep doing these things and we replace, we replace just being, just being steady and faithful to God with trying to immediately jump to the front of the line, if you will, in revival. We want, uh, we want to have immediate results and we're trying to do things according to our timeline and not according to God's timeline. And we get it confused and we get it messed up. And then God's voice cannot be heard. We, we, we replace and we live too loud when things become about us. They become about who we are, about what we're doing and not about what God is doing. And um, I, I was praying not too long ago and uh, just just praying on this particular subject and just said, God, I, I, I want this this revival that's been promised to us. And Lord, I promise you that I won't go anywhere and preach about how I did it. You know, and uh, and I mean that. I, and it's something that we, we, we've got to get over this. Uh, well, they're having a revival, so we need them to have come and tell us how they did it. No, what we need to do is we need to get back down on our knees and we need to seek the face of God until we can hear his voice again, until we can hear him clearly and then let him move. 
and let him speak and let him operate and let him be God. And let's stop trying to fill the void with action. Stop trying to fill the void with keeping up with the Joneses, per se. Try, stop trying to keep up with the neighboring church or the neighboring pastor. God has called each of us to our respective places, and he has called us to the purpose of listening and understanding him when he speaks and moving when he moves and being still when he is still and being silent when he is silent. Not this constant rat race of trying to keep up with everybody else and do what everybody else is doing. But no, church, what we are to do, what we are supposed to do is to be still before God, to find what the Lord is saying and then follow after what he is doing. Follow it and then obey it. Listen to it. Grab a hold of it and run with it. Run when he runs. Do what he's doing, not this constant keeping up with someone else. Yes, I know there are programs. I know there are things that can be done. I'm not saying we should just remove ourselves from doing everything. But what I'm trying to say is, is that we must be spirit-led. We must be prayerful about what we do and not prideful. We must not do it for the pride of social media for our self-awareness on social media or being so in tune with what everybody else is doing that we are not in tune with what God wants to do. Because in the end, what will matter? What will matter about who did what if we didn't do what we were supposed to do? What's going to matter if 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 my neighboring pastor um, had a, a great outreach program and they, they, they did um, whatever it is they did, they had some great candy rain on Easter or they, they had a huge Easter egg hunt. And then, and then I tried to mimic what they do, but that's not what God wanted me to do. We have gotten so far away from just hearing the voice of God and acting on what God tells us to do to trying to mimic what our neighbors are doing and comparing ourselves among ourselves that God cannot even speak to us because our lives are too loud. Because we're living too loudly and God can't operate the way that he wants to operate. And that shouldn't be. That should not be. What we must return to is we must return to limiting ourselves. We must return to getting on our face before God and spending time with him. More time with him than we do with anything else. Well, I can't do that. I have a job. I have this. I have that. I have family. I have all these responsibilities. Yeah, well, we all have those same things, but that doesn't mean that we that we should not spend more time with God and more quality time than God than we do with anything else. How can we be effective if we're not hearing from the one who gives life? How can we speak life into someone else's life? How can we be a help to someone? When we are so bogged down with the things around us and with the noises around us and with the things going on in this life, and we, you can look at any, um, any type of, of social media today, and it's on fire. The whole world around us is burning down, it seems. So you have everything going on. You have uh, uh, the political world is in a mess. The, um, the, the financial world is in a mess. Just the, uh, the, the world as a whole, is, there's wars. There's, all, there's rumors of wars. And, and there's war in China or there's a war in Ukraine. There's rumors of war going on with China and Taiwan. And everybody's at odds. And then you have um, 
you have all of this stuff happening at the same time. And, and the whole time is God saying, hey, I'm over here. Hey, I want you to seek me. Hey, I want you to stop worrying about those things. And I want you to hear my voice. And we have turned down God's voice and turned up everything else. And what we've got to get back to is we've got to get back to a place where we can understand and know his voice more than anything else. It says, um, the word of God says that, that he takes delight in them that know him. That's where he has delight. He has delight in those that know him. And we say we know him, but do we? Do we really know him? Do we really understand his ways? Or are we too interested in what somebody is saying about someone else? It disheartens me more than anything else to have uh, someone be a, a talebearer or someone talk about someone else, especially in, in the church. And several times over the last month or two, I've, I've uh, personally been, uh, I've heard this, and it, it's, it's devastating um, to, to, to hear that. It's devastating to have someone uh, be a tellbearer. And it's, it's, I think that we as people of God have got to learn to shut the mouth of the liar and the tellbearer, especially if we are called to be a minister or a servant, then we have got to be stronger on that than anything else. We've got to be prayerful. We've got to be, we've got to be studious. We've got to be a student of the word of God. And if we study the word of God, then, then the word of God will teach us that any time that a talebearer, that voice is coming around, this this bringing the lies and deception, that in all that does is is bring contention, it brings strife, and we know that the word of God, specifically in Proverbs eighteen verses six through eight, says a fool's lips enter into contention, and his mouth calleth for strokes. A fool's mouth is his destruction, and his lips are the snare of his soul. The words of a talebearer are his wounds, and they go down into the innermost parts of the belly. Deep, deep wounds from the talebearer. The fool is, is into contention and strife and quarreling, and then his mouth is calling for fighting, is calling for, for, for the, the, the fighting or destruction of someone else. We can't, we can't allow this stuff to operate when we're supposed to be hearing the voice of God. We can't allow this to operate in our life if, if we are to be effective in the service of the people of God. But we must separate ourselves. Preachers, you've got to separate yourself more than ever before because the enemy is coming in stronger and stronger. But that is not to say that our God is not stronger than him. He just knows that his time is growing shorter. So he's fighting harder than he's ever fought before. But we know that. We know that's what he's going to do. So we have to, we have to build up 
a guard and we have to build up the walls in our life and things that separate us from his devices and the things that he uses and the buttons that he pushes to get us to respond and react to him in a negative way. We have got to put down all of the noise, all of the things of this life, all of the loudness of the things around us. And we've got to find a place to hear God's voice more clearly than we've ever heard it before. To hear God's voice is to find God's way. And to find God and to find God's way is to live according to God's will. God is always speaking and trying to get our attention. He is not silent nor has he ever been silent. The truth is we have too many things that distract us from hearing his voice clearly, and that is why we must learn to be still before God. Be still and hear his voice. Hear what he is saying. I pray that you would hear what he is saying today and that we would have a better and clearer understanding of the voice of God. This has been The Preacher's Perspective with Pastor Warren Joyce from Moorhead, Minnesota. And I just want to thank you for listening today and um, hope to uh, talk to you again soon. God bless.